Hello, good evening. I suppose we're on now, aren't we? I hope you're sat out in the garden with your feet up, having a well-deserved beer, maybe after a long day in the sun. Um, my name's Andy, and uh, for the next half hour, I'm going to take you through our program, talking trades. And tonight, we're going to be talking about apprenticeships. Uh, have you ever done an apprenticeship, or are you trying to get on an apprenticeship? Uh, maybe you're an employer that wants to take on an apprenticeship. That's what I'm going to talk about, mainly about apprenticeships and also other things that you can do, other ways that you can get into the trade, maybe. I'd like to hear from you. If you're any of those, um, in any of those situations, just drop us a note in the comments. Let us know if you're looking for an apprenticeship or you want to take on an apprentice. And we've got some fantastic guests to help me through tonight's program. So my first guest I'm, I'm pleased to welcome is Russell. And uh, Russell works in a, in a training centre in a college. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very good. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Where, where are you based, Russ? So we're based in West Bromwich. Um, BCTG Skills Centre, and we deliver brickwork, plastering, carpentry, painting and decorating to the 16 pluses. Fantastic. Um, Thank you very much for joining us. We, we, we'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, my, next okay. guest is, my next guest is actually an apprentice, a real-life apprentice, and that is Brad. Uh, hello, Brad. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Andy. You're right. Yeah, good, my mate. Where are you based, Brad? Uh, I'm from Birmingham. You're from Birmingham, are you? And uh, how old are you, mate, for the purposes of the apprenticeship um, people? I'm 23. I started the apprenticeship when I was 21. Okay, I think that's a good age to start when, so thank you for joining us. And finally, my uh, final guest joining us tonight is Mark Allison, who's an electrician. He's got an electrical contracting business up in New uh, Is it West Yorkshire, Mark, or East Yorkshire? I always forget that. It's East Yorkshire, mate. We're over in the market town of Driftfield between Hull and York. God, you've practiced that. I can tell that line. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us a bit about yourself, mate. What, what, what's the business you run? So we're called Powersonic. We specialise in electrical compliance and EV installs. So we've got a small team with a couple of apprentices at the minute. And um, yeah, business is going all right. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, so we're going to talk about apprentices, apprenticeships, and other ways of getting into the into the business, I suppose, into the trade, because lots of people want to get into it. Um, so, just first of all, let's let's look at the problem of things. I'll, I'll, I'll come to you first, Russ. Um, what, why do you think there's a problem with apprentices? Have we got a shortage of apprentices at the moment, or do you think we're, we've got too many people wanting to get into the trade? We've got a tremendous shortage of apprenticeships at the moment. I mean, when I got into the building industry many years ago in 1982 every builder small builders medium builders large builders had apprentices you know when i went to college everybody was on an apprenticeship uh over the years they've been neglected and obviously now we're screaming out for tradesmen from every different aspects of construction and you know i was a building contractor myself for a uh, many years and it was really hard from my point of view to take on apprentices because it was just cost and no incentive but you know hopefully we are seeing that sea change that things will start improving now do you think um is there a shortage of employers wanting to take on apprentices or is it a shortage of a young people that want to take on an apprenticeship I'd say it's a bit of both. I'd say there is a shortage of young people that are considering going into construction. Um, you know, we live in a very high-tech age. A lot of people are B 
been forced down the academic route, universities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but to the same extent, from an employer, things have been up until recently. Things have been tight, and you know, it's a. Is it going to be a financial burden for them to take somebody on, take an apprentice on? Okay, Mark, what do you think? Do you think we, Russ says we, we think we've got a shortage on both sides? Would you agree with that? Um, maybe not so much with electricians, I don't think. That's certainly not what I've seen. There's a real group of keen young people within a, a community that I look after who are desperate to have work as electricians. But I think, um, as Russell said, there's been a historic neglect of apprenticeship places. Certainly um, within small employers, you would have always seen a local electrician who had an apprentice going back into the into the 80s and 90s, and that just doesn't seem to be so, so much of a thing anymore. So some of the thing I'm trying to encourage is um, for these smaller companies to really consider taking on an electrical apprentice or any apprentice within the construction trade. And again, it's, it's speaking to young people as well because the engagement in school environments tends to push them, as you said, more towards A-levels and university. So I think we have a responsibility as construction workers to show the benefits and the type of work that we do to encourage people into this kind of job role. Okay, brilliant. Well, we've we've got some comments already. Let's have a look at what um, our guys are saying out there. They'll come up on the screen there. Andrew, hello, Andrew. Thanks for typing in, mate. Um, always has been and always will be. Learn it the right way, then teach yourself <laughs> your own corner cutting. Oh, we won't do anything like that, Andrew. Sorry, they don't teach you things like that at college. Um, yeah, I, I didn't say where Andrew was an apprentice there, so. Um, uh, he looked a lot younger than I did anyway, so maybe he's still an apprentice. Um, our next comment is from uh, Chris. Hello, Chris. Thanks, mate. The problem is that there's no loyalty. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. Apprentices set up on their own as soon as they come out of their time after you've, thought, after you've taught them everything that you know. Yeah, I, I had um, an adult trainee that did that type of thing uh, many, many years ago. And uh, he actually ended up starting a carpentry business in the end, which was, which was a strange thing. So he didn't end up being a, um, an opposition to me. And then our third uh, comment coming in is from Ben. Hello, Ben. Trouble is that colleges can get very pen to paper when, in fact, they need more hands-on skills. That's, yeah, that's, that's very true. Thank you for that, Ben. Keep your comments coming in. Let us know if you're an apprentice or you're looking for an apprentice or any experience you've had. What about you, Brad? You, you, um, you're an apprentice. Was it easy to get an apprenticeship or did you find it quite hard? No, I struggled for quite a year, for quite a while actually, about a year's worth of um, searching everywhere. I searched my job sites, asked, you know, I rang up um, any NIC, EIC companies, is it? Rang up all of them, asked them. A lot of them was giving me the excuse of, I don't know, if it's, it sounds a bit funny, but they go, oh, Brexit's happening soon, we might not be able to afford it. That was one of the reasons. Uh, funding as well, like Russ said, uh, a lot of them couldn't get the funding, they said. Uh, so I searched all around Birmingham for about a year. After I expanded my search, I managed to find it in a different city. But it's still getting the apprenticeship in, wasn't it? So, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Well done, mate. So when when you were at school, because yeah. um, Mark just mentioned then that you know, and Russ uh, commented on it that that the schools mainly push you towards um, going to university and doing A levels. Did you find that, or were you ever spoken to about yeah, apprenticeships? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. They. Um, I did, I did quite a right in school, so I was doing A-levels, and the entire time from leaving school up to about 20, no one ever mentioned apprenticeship. It was always universities, the correct choice, you know. But I never I never, I never wanted to do it. It was always, uh, I, I, I liked the practical work more, so. Yeah, yeah so no one ever mentioned know, it. Did you know that when you were at school that you liked practical work, or did you only realise that until you were in your sort of early 20s? Yeah, um, I don't know, to be fair. I, 
I was also good at just the yeah, science subjects, but the physics side and like doing the more hands-on stuff when it came to science. So I didn't put two and two together until someone said, try being a sparky. And I was like, oh, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> good one, mate. Mark, we, we've spoken about um, that schools is causing one part of the problem. They're not telling the young uns yeah. about apprenticeships. What, what else do you think is causing this sort of shortage of apprentices? Um, I almost think, I don't think it's that bad at the moment, but it's always like, it's almost like there's a stigma towards people picking apprentice, uh, apprenticeships over a unicorse. It's almost as if uh, unicorse is the only way to go and apprenticeships are like, you know, you're not as smart or something if you're doing an apprenticeship. Yeah. I don't think it's, as, it's as, as bad now, but I feel like that's how it sort of is overall. Yeah. What do you reckon, Mark? Do, what else is causing these problems? I mean, specific to our trade, Andy, one of the things I can think of is the short courses that kind of sprung up off the back of Part P. So people didn't want to really invest the time involved with a traditional apprenticeship. And um, if you can get involved in the industry after a few weeks training and start earning more money you know that's that's a tempting thing to be doing and when the training companies are advertising these things quite heavily i think that's certainly affected the apprentice places as a knock-on effect as we have more electricians in the domestic market charging lower rates and people start competing it's like a vicious cycle and i think a lot of that was driving it to be honest yeah, we um, yeah, as fellow electricians, we 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 get a little little bit upset at the very short courses, don't we? Where um, people are going out there and learning how to be an electrician in four weeks and then going out wiring people's houses. But but you, Russell, you 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 short you teach short courses, not in electrics. Um, I might add, but um, what 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 type of students are you teaching? Is it young people? Is it is it older generation? It, it's across the board. It's sixteen plus. So we have a lot of school leavers coming in. And their course is, we have a study program and uh, the new course, which is a traineeship, new government-backed course. And the traineeship is, it's a very, very good course. It's the best one that's come along for a while because it's uh, a full 11-week course, which involves three days in the centre with us, and then two days actually going out with employers, initially as work experience, but we've very, very strongly vetted the people that are offering this work experience because they are now looking to definitely take on people at the end of that, which would then lead us, along with the learner, into a full apprenticeship where they would do block release, as it was oh, yeah. always traditionally done. So, you know, there has been a lot of companies in the past that have been just getting people through the doors. And like you say about the four-week courses, get them through the doors, bums on seats, kick them out the other end. That's not what we're doing. We're actually okay. taking someone from a school leaver putting them through our program, work experience, get an apprenticeship, come back to us and get them through to level three. So well, a traineeship, is that a government thing? Is that, is that like a It's a new to... government thing. Yeah, new government oh. funded thing, the traineeship, which initially starts with the an award in construction. So it's like a carousel course. And they also do the level one health and safety in construction. They get that certificate, which then enables them to go forward 
for the CSCSCITB uh, test, which we also fund, and we also fund the card when they get it. So we are getting them site ready. Yeah, that's brilliant. We'll, we'll talk about more of that in a minute, how we can get onto those traineeships. That sounds very interesting. Um, we've got some comments coming in. Keep your comments coming in, guys, if you're being affected by this stuff. Hey there, Andy. What trade do you think is uh, good to get an apprenticeship in? My still at college 16. Oh, we'll go around and ask in a minute. Um, I'm going to do multi-skills in college while I'm plumbing, plaster, and broom. A multi-skills course. That's brilliant. Good luck, mate. Well done for doing it. Well done, Keelan. Um, what do we reckon, guys? Which is the best trade to get into? I'll start with you, Russ. Bricklaying. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mark. It's got to be an electrician, hasn't it? I mean, that's an obvious answer. <laughs> Brad? I'm very biased against plumbers, so I agree with Mark, yeah. <laughs> against plumbers? Okay. Uh, well done. Well done, mate. Well done for doing it anyway. Um, our next comment we've got coming in is from Edward. Hello, Edward. Thanks for writing in, mate. Um, the problem for Edward is it's the cost for me. Have one with me, uh, apprentice, I take it, and I uh, have to allow in for the cost of the job. And that can be the case of winning or losing a job. Yeah, I take that's an extra sort of member of staff you've got to price into the job there. But we'll talk about um, some different ways that you can get around that in a minute. Um, our next comment is, because we've got four, I think, is Mark. Hello, Mark. My brother had an apprenticeship to start with Pimlico Plumbers, which is the famous Charlie Mullins, of course, and it fell through due to COVID. Now he works for me, so... I take it that you must be a plumber as well, Mark. So um, I think he's better off uh, work for you. It's better to work with your brother, I reckon, than, than the company. So well done to him. And then our final comment we got before we carry on is from Andrew again. Hello, mate. Uh, the big thing is also the wage. So you start on £3.50 an hour for an entire year, and there was 40 in my group. As soon as I hit my year mark, there were three of us that left, so £3.50 an hour. Thank you. Thank you for writing in, mate. Keep your comments coming in. Let us know what you're up to. What, what, did that put you off the wages, Brad, when you were you looking for apprenticeship? Did you, uh, did you think about that? Oh, working part-time work during college, no, I don't realise. I expected the same wage, but luckily, somehow for me, I was expecting sort of, you know, £3.50 wage. And thankfully, with the apprenticeship that I got on with my employer, I'm actually on the highest wage I've been on so far, so I can't complain. Okay, that's good. Um, did you know what, when you were thinking about apprenticeship, did you know what the, did you think, oh, this is a low paid job, I'm not going to do it for I, Yeah, I researched lines to it and I was like, well, it's four years of making sacrifices, but it's worth it in the end, isn't it? Because everyone wants to be a fully qualified spa for the money, don't they? So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was fully prepared to make uh, sacrifices, but I was pleasantly shocked when it was a nice wage, to be fair. Yeah, brilliant, mate. That's, a, that's, the, that's the attitude that we want. Mark, do you reckon that there's enough apprenticeships on offer right now? Because well, you, you're quite heavily involved in placing apprentices, which we'll talk about in a minute. But are there enough apprenticeships out there with companies for, for young people? Uh, it's it's Yeah, I would say probably on the larger contractors, they have to take a certain amount in every year. They do that as part of their tendered works where they have like social responsibility contracts built into those. But generally speaking, no, I don't think there is. There's nothing like enough places for, for young people and people retraining to come into the industry to go and find employment. Brad's found that himself. I see it every day on the messages that come in to the little community I look after. Um, so, no, there definitely isn't. Tell, tell us, I, I didn't know that about it. Tell us about that social responsibility thing. Have they got to take on a certain amount of apprentices in their business? Yeah, I mean, usually when you see a lot of these tendered works that come up, typically in high-rise residential projects, there'll be an element in the tendered document that says they have to employ a certain number of apprentices from the local area as part of that work. A lot of them don't do that by paying contractual fines. Um, that's something that a lot of the um, lecturers at colleges have said to me uh, over a number of uh, months that that's a big bugbear of theirs that 
you know these local companies should be employing apprentices for them through the college and they're just not doing it uh, they'd rather pay a fine than have the hassle so you know that's disappointing to hear things like that why you think there'd be some sort of law against that wouldn't you a, otherwise <laughs> too many people would do that um russ what you, you've been on site you you've, you've got a lot of experience under your belt why do you think that companies don't want to take why are they not wanting to take on apprentices what, what's the problem there do you think your um insurance insurance is uh, uh, always been a big thing when i was a contractor uh my insurance went through the roof i mean a lot of sites now don't let people on under the age of 18. um you know the bigger sites actually have uh, a ban that you know you've got to be 18 plus and it's you know it, it's uh you know the the once you've got your public liabilities and your employer's insurance, it's it's very daunting. Yeah. But it's, a good, it's good to have an extra pair of hands and pass on your skills to people. It is. It is very, very good. And, you know, I mean, that's the route I came through. You know, my dad was a builder. I worked for my dad. Um, it is. And, you know, it's... Uh, and, and it develops confidence as well. You know, it develops confidence in the young person. You see them, you know, going into this new world, and it's it's a wonderful thing to see them how they uh, how they bloom. And and That's you know, it's, we all we all started with someone. Somebody took time to give us a go. Yeah. You always remember that. You always remember that chap, don't you? Brad, we were talking yeah. about um, being sort of pushed into the university. Were you thinking about at one point, were you thinking you were going to go to university? Yeah, I uh, I wrote up my, um, you know, your, well, you know what you call it, the uh, letter to get in, all of that. Um, I had some options, like not some options, but I was looking around at uh, Nottingham, all this and every time I get doing it, I get feeling dread and I thought, I don't want to do it. It's not my career choice I want to do, but it's what I've been pushed into. It's what I've been encouraged to do. So when it came down to it, I sort of left it all. I worked around for a couple of years and then, um, yeah, some, someone, someone like recommended, try trade, looked about, asked to be an uh, electrician's mate and I loved it. So okay. but I was definitely pushed into the uni route, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot from a lot of people that the, the schools don't talk about it. Um, and I know as trades, we don't get to go in and talk into schools. But I did a bit of research on universities. Now, now, of course, if you're thinking of going to university, that's the, that's the right thing for you too. But when I was at school, it was always like the really clever people that went to university to be doctors. But it just seemed that everybody's going to university yeah. now. Um, and if you think that's right, I'm not going to put you off from going to university. But I just want you to compare it to um, an apprenticeship. Now, with an apprenticeship, you earn whilst you're learning they say earn as you learn so you i know and there's low wages like three pound fifty or four pounds an hour whatever. but you wouldn't be earning that at university you'd just be you'd be sat there taking it cost nine thousand pounds a year to go to university and i did a bit of research now it says that the average debt when you come out of university is forty thousand pounds well i've spoken to two or three in the office today um that are, that are graduates and they say that there are 60 to seventy thousand pounds in debt from wow university which is quite scary which you would take you know a life to, to to pay off so um you didn't want to go down that route mark uh no i was quite happy to go and be a, a tradesman I, I had it in the family uh, with my grandfather he was uh, a tradesman so it was always something i wanted to do 
And and you're dead right. The, the debt you end up with, it's quite a substantial figure. And I, I know the government kind of put off payment of that until you're earning a certain amount of money. But even so, the idea is you do pay it back. So like you say, getting paid to train and have a career with good job prospects, you know, it's a great way to to work into the, the world of normal adult life, I think, as a young person yeah. as well. Yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. Well, we've got some comments. Let's have a look at some comments, see what people have been saying, where they're about. Um, the Chefmeister. Uh, Andy, what courses does Russell offer at a centre, and where is it? Go, take it away, Russ. Uh, what do I offer at the centre? We offer the 16 to 19-year-old study programme. We offer the level two pre-employment for 19 pluses. So that's people that are currently unemployed. So that is paid for by the government and as of just we have these new traineeships um and the traineeships are what we were talking about that leads in with it has work experience embedded into it from loop from from week two and you know we are keen then to work with local building contractors who genuinely want to take people on uh, we also have a three-day health and safety course where they can just do the health and safety course with us and we put them through for the CSCS card. We do plastering. We do uh, interior systems. It's very, very popular at the moment. But the interior stud work. Yeah, yeah, metal studying, tracking, okay. metal studying. It sounds like something a doctor would do, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not metal studying. Don't want that. <laughs> okay, so 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 the studying work, the, the plastering, and is it brick laying as well? Brick laying, yeah. Uh, painting and decorating. Um, you know, any carpentry. Um, what, what, where, where are you based to? Is it, where did you say you were based? We're based in West Brom. We're based okay. in Calvin Way Industrial Estate. We have two centres. We have a centre in West Bromwich, and we have our main centre, which actually is up in Glossop, uh, okay. 12 miles from Manchester. So we've got the two centres. So we're, what, what's, what's, what's the name of the centre, Russ? Uh, the name of the centre is the uh, BCTG Skills Centre. Okay, just tap your phone. You've you've gone on your side there. Um, yeah. Looking at the ceiling still. <laughs> just uh, okay. turn your again. I think you might tap Oh it. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've got we got some more comments coming in there. Um, hi Jordan, what do employers look for from these kids? Now you're you're perfect to answer this question, Mark. What what are employers looking for when they want to take on an apprentice? What do they want to see in them? We've had this discussion a few times on on other platforms over with the guys on EGT, and generally the answer is more attitude than qualification. So you're looking for someone who's keen and motivated and and, and showing an interest in coming into a trade rather than the qualifications they've got. Um, so some of the things you can do to kind of stand out is have a decent CV and covering letter that you can pass over, present yourself in a smart way, and just try and be confident when you communicate because ultimately they're just looking for someone who they think they can get along with and, and train those skills into rather than somebody who's already qualified to do the, do the role. When um, That's a good point about the CV. When uh, someone who's 16 who hasn't probably not had a job or anything like that, what, what can they put on that CV to make them stand out? 
Yeah, I guess it's more the the things they're interested in. So some of the hobbies and interests they have, certainly the qualifications they got from school, any things they might have been involved with um, away from the world of academia. So if they're involved with clubs or any charitable work and things they might have done with family members. Usually that's what you find. People who are interested in trades might have a, a dad or a brother or a cousin or an uncle who's uh, in the trades and they've been off working with them on a weekend. So anything like that that might be relevant to the role, get it in there on the CV and make sure you mention it. But the thing, the thing that stands out most, attitude, turning up on time <laughs> for the interview, yeah. looking presentable and not being on your bloody phone when you're for that interview. <laughs> um, I hope that helps you, Jordan. Um, and then one more comment we've got there is Marissa. Hello, Marissa. Thank you for writing in. Um, balancing expectations between apprenticeship and employer is the key to success on onboarding process. So, yeah, so it's a different of expectations, um, what the apprentice thinks he's going to get and what the employer expects him to do. But we, all we want them to do is really is have a good attitude, attitude to learning, isn't it? It's, um, it is, is the thing we really want. So we, we've spoken about the problem, the, the problem that we've got, um, people not being often apprenticeships and maybe uh, young people not wanting to do them so much. What do we what do we think the solution is? If, if, go back in time, Brad. You're you're back at, at, at 21. Um, what what should young people do if they they want to get an apprenticeship? How do they go about it? Um, depends, I suppose, what age you are. Like Russ said, the starting to not let you on site if you're under 18, aren't you? So for me, for example, I managed to get some experience as an electrician's mate, and I had a job temporarily as a maintenance runner. So both of them together got me some good experience, but. If I was going in at 16, fresh out of school, I'd be a bit lost, to be honest. Like I know, like uh, Mark said, it, it, it can get quite competitive. Like competitive, and if you haven't got the experience, then you might, yeah, you might struggle. Okay. Now I know you know about this, Mark. So, and uh, just guys, jump in if I've got some of this wrong. But um, I've done some research on, on how. So if you're an, let's start with employers first. If you're an employer and you're thinking about taking on apprenticeship, um, now is a is a very good time to do that because there's some quite good schemes for you to get into. So the, 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 the one way is to actually go through a proper apprenticeship route. And at the moment, if you do, if you hire an apprentice before the 30th of September, or I've seen two dates actually, the end of November, um, you would get a 3,000 pound grant for take, just taking on an apprentice, plus an extra 1,000 pounds out. So there's, there's 4,000 pounds incentive for you there to take someone on. And if you've got over 50 employees, the government will play, pay 95% of the costs. If you've got under, um, 50 employees they will pay 100 percent of the cost you don't have to pay for the training the only thing you have to pay is their wages which is um we were saying about 350 i've got the figure of four pound 15 for, for, for the first year um but the the apprentice has to be aged between 16 and 18 and i know that causes a bit of a problem with our getting on site but maybe if you don't do that type of work does that sound about right mark is that is that the is that the incentive for an apprentice yeah, yeah. Roughly speaking, if they're aged sixteen to eighteen, that's exactly it. You get your three thousand pound COVID support grant, and like you said, you need to have employed them before the end of September, and then they need to have been enrolled onto an apprenticeship before the end of November. Okay. Um, that date's been kicked down the road a few times through the course of the COVID pandemic, and I expect they'll probably do it again anyway. But for the minute, that's where we stand right now. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, mate. Um, then we've got something called a kickstart scheme, which isn't so much an apprenticeship, but it, it does give opportunities to younger people. So a kickstart scheme is uh, the, the government's put £2 billion into this. It covers all sectors, doesn't have to be just construction. It's for a six-month placement, and the government will cover 25 hours of that, that person's working uh, week, and um, that's at, at the uh, National Living Wage 
that's aged between 16 and 24, and it's for people that are on universal credit, and you get a one and a half thousand pound grant for that. Have you, have you chaps heard anything about that Kickstart grant at all? Anyone used it? Yeah, I, I've I, heard I, about I, it. Yeah. Okay, you, you've heard about it. We haven't anything. But um, Russ, tell us about the traineeship. How do people, if, they, if the apprenticeship's not the right route or the Kickstart scheme's not the right route, well, how do people get onto a traineeship? Um, well, I'm going to say uh, our company, BCCG, because, you know, we are uh, across the Midlands and large areas of the Northwest. Um, and it is literally applying to, uh, to ourselves. And we will look through your criteria. We would like to have a personal portrait of, of of the learner rather than any you know the qualifications obviously good to see but really exactly as mark was saying earlier what we're looking for is commitment why do you want to be in the construction industry what do you expect from the construction industry you know how far are you prepared to travel you know really really find out that these people are going to be right for us because ultimately we're putting our name on the block for people to actually say these are worth taking on these are good people to take on um, so, so, so to fund the traineeship they they come to set the, they come to a center like you and you would do all the placement side of things yeah 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 we That's have our days every month um and we've got our facebook page uh we've got a twitter feed so that you can actually get the information from there and see what we've got uh, coming up. Okay, fantastic. Well, we've looked at what employers can do if they want to take someone on. So let's have a look if there's any sort of young people watching and they, they want to get into an apprenticeship. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. What, 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 what should they do? What, what, what does your – you've set up a website because you, you, you find a problem in this. Tell us quickly about that and what, what apprentices should do if they want to find somewhere. Yeah, uh, because of the COVID pandemic and all of the furloughing of people way back when last year, um, I started up a community called Apprentice One to One. There's a website where you can go to, and we've got a lot of resources on there. Um, also over on Instagram, Apprentice One to One. But generally speaking, if you're struggling to find an employer, some of the key tips we give out to people is to go around your wholesale network, so local electrical wholesalers or plumbing wholesalers, whatever that may be, take a CV into them, speak to the people behind the counter there. They often know the tradespeople who are looking for apprentices who are busy with work. So that's a great thing you can do. Also, get involved on social media through Facebook and other platforms. Speak with as many of the local contractors as you can. Do what Brad did. And if you have to travel a bit further afield to get that placement and get on the course, consider that as well. So get driving is a key thing as well for young people. Get your driving test done as soon as you can. That's brilliant advice, mate. Brad, you're um, you're in front of a 16-year-old sat in front of you and he's saying, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I want to go to university. I don't know what I want to do. But what, what would you be your advice to them? Well, to start with, it doesn't hurt to give it a go. But then also you've got to look at, would you rather get into student debt or get paid to learn, basically? Give it a go. And if you don't like it, then there's always other options. I always say, um, I've got friends who are my age and older. They were worried. They're saying, um, oh, I'm too old to get into it. You know, they're bored of the job. And I just say to them, look, either way, in four years' time, you can either be still doing what you're doing or you can be a fully qualified spark plumber. I've got guys in my course who are 30, 40, even older, some of them. It's never too, you know, you're never too old, never too young to get into it, are you? 
Yeah, I was I was actually 19, sort of same sort of age you when I did my apprenticeship, and I'm glad I did it that little bit older because I was a bit more wiser and a, you know, had a bit of yeah, a straight ahead on. And um, I, I flew for the exam, so I did terrible at school. But you, you remember, if you are young, watching this, like 16 to 24, you are very young. You can you can do anything. You can do that, and you can. I've swapped careers numerous times, but I've always got that trade qualification at, at the end. Now, now, now Russ, you, you've done a, you've done a few years on site. You've um, been around the block, I suppose they would say. But yeah. what would you say to to young people considering an apprenticeship or going into the trade? I think the as we've all discussed, the the debt down the road of going to the university route um, is, you know, certainly something to consider. But, you know, once you've got a trade, you've got it forever. That is the most important thing. And when I left school, I wasn't particularly wild about carrying bricks up and down a ladder. Not that you're allowed to do that these days, of course. Um but, you know, I didn't like that. But my dad made sure that I went to college and did the city and guilds through the level one, level two, level three. And that then led me into having my own company later on. And ultimately, it's led me here to being uh, a tutor. So, you know, it's a brilliant start, but I can still lay bricks. You yeah. know, you've got that trade forever. That's exactly right. That's, that's something my my dad drummed into me when I was sixteen. He said, "If you get that trade, you." And I've always managed to fall back on it. So, if you want, if you are looking for an apprenticeship, um, here's or you, you're an employer, you want to take on apprentices, have a look at these websites. So, we, we found out these websites, some fantastic information on there for you. And um, hopefully, this this slide's going to cover a minute. So, so the first one, um, the, the most basic one, I suppose, is the government gov.uk forward slash apply apprenticeship so on there there's you can find apprenticeships as so you can at apprenticeships.gov.uk so that's for people looking for apprenticeships or that's also for employers there's loads of information on there and um, whatever you might think about the government they do have lots of information on their websites to point you in the right direction they make it quite simple really another great website um for that kickstart thing that i was talking about where you can get an employee for 25 hours a week is gov.uk forward slash kickstart and that will tell you everything about you need to know about that scheme there and a, a really brilliant website, um, it's not a government website, but they're aligned with the government in, in delivering it, is amazingapprenticeships.com. So on there, there is loads of resources on there. It tells you how to find apprenticeships. And there's a search on all of them. They've got search bars where you can find apprenticeships. Near you. So that is somewhere to start. I would also, um, brilliant from Mark there, go around wholesalers, go into wholesalers, ask if they, if they know the people. Write to companies, write to uh, contractors. Don't email them because they get loads of emails. Write stuff, you know, post things to them in the post box and put something in the in the envelope like a little chocolate bar so they take notice of it because they, they get loads of emails and um, some, we don't get much posts, so it's nice to get get, get posts. And another brilliant thing Mark says about social media, you young and love being on social media, so make videos of yourself saying that you want, an, you want an apprenticeship, you want to show you doing do some work on that and share it. Say, please share it so I can get an apprenticeship. That's a, that's a good little tip as well. So um, I think we've, we've covered it all off there. Have a look into training ships. I didn't know about that. I just want to show you guys some, some pictures that we've had sent in um, by apprentices or by people watching apprentices.
And our first one is um, this is something I saw on LinkedIn yesterday, Mark, because you because you uh, wrote on it. That is that's from um, Pete, and he's just taken on four apprentices. And I absolutely love that picture because he's given them all a brand new drill there, um, and he's he's given them all a, all a kit there. Absolutely brilliant. So that, that's brilliant. Well done, mate. There's still people out there giving apprentices. I want to show that photograph, but you can't start them too young. So there they are. There's someone <laughs> with it on the tool. I'm not sure where they got that baby grow from, but. Um, that you can't start them too young, see, so so we've got them on the babies there. Um, uh, a bit of electrical work that the apprentice has sent in there. What do you reckon that, Mark? <laughs> That's not your work, is it, Brad? <laughs> Just put the cable straight in onto the, onto the pins there. Um, apprentices using expanding foam. That's always a, a good outcome at the end of it, so I'm not sure how he's wow. done that. But it's exploded in his back. So we'll have to get a new one there. Um, and we've all done this one, and it's, all, it's always the uh, apprentices. That's like that thing makes you go crazy when that happens, isn't it? It's the apprentice's job. He's got to sit there now going through that and, and sifting through it. But if you haven't got a stepladder and you've got another apprentice to use, then always use your mate because he'll get you up there. But <laughs> don't uh, don't go to health and safety with that one. Um, the next one's a, a, a joystick. He's got the ladder. He's put the joystick in there, but he's he's God bless him. He's he can't get the ladder back out. So we've all made mistakes like that. And my favourite one because this always happens to apprentices is the old boot from from the ceiling. And if you're an apprentice sat there watching this and thinking, oh God. I, I don't want to do stuff like that. We've all made mistakes like that. It's all part of being an apprentice, and uh, Brad will tell you loads of stories about that. Um, chaps, just one final sentence from you all. What would you say to a budding apprentice? Start with you, Russ. Go for it. Go for it. You will get the skills for the rest of your life. Fantastic. Mark? Yeah, the same thing. Go for it. Be positive and confident. Um, don't be afraid of coming into the trades world because it's a brilliant, rewarding career. It is. And finally, Brad, what would you say to the young ones out there? It's a better job. And at the end of the day, it's better money too. So why not? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Russell, Mark, Brad, thank you so much for joining us. I hope um, if you're still watching us, you've got something from that. Maybe whether you're going to take an apprentice on or you're going to um, try it for an apprentice, uh, you're, you're trying to get an apprenticeship yourself. Thank you very much. Go and have your tea and we'll see you soon. Cheerio. Bye.